Good evening, folks. Good evening. So I'm gonna um, talk tonight. Just wanna also, before I go, give a, a big shout out to um, Stephanie. It was uh, great spending time with her and seeing her graduate yesterday. It was um, just a wonderful, wonderful um, time. And there's so much more that, are, that is coming um, for her and all of you guys. I wanna speak about um, <clears throat> the helper, um, the Holy Spirit as a, as a helper and John 14, uh, verse 25. These things I've spoken to you while abiding with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. Peace I live with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, so I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. And, and so, what does the helper, the helper is also in that process of not letting your heart be troubled. What is Jesus talking about there? Jesus is talking about their true security. What is insecurity? Insecurity is trying to live outside in. True security is living inside out. For example, now, nobody should be knocked, dented, caused to sway, caused to stumble by anybody's opinion. You should be stable and steady in the truth. Meaning, if God is giving you the helper, the truth should come from the inside, from inside out. And here's what happens. Error comes from the outside in. What is the Holy Spirit called? The spirit of truth. Uh, so if you've got the truth, you have the spirit of security, stability, right? If you listen to anything that comes from these people's opinions. People's opinions cause us to doubt ourselves, cause us to be swayed, cause us to have emotional dysregulation. You know what the spirit of truth causes? Stability. Many people's addiction issues are because of unstable emotions, unstable moods. Right When you are stable, that gives you a sense of peace, joy. And that's really what peace is. Peace is really being whole, being all together. And when you have worry and anxiety, you know what that is? That's a sense of being fragmented. When you have the spirit, you have this sense of wholeness. Look how Peter changed the denying Christ right? He was together. In fact, after he denied Christ, he actually said in the book of Acts that when they were beaten and treated badly by the Sanhedrin, which were the religious leaders of that time, Peter considered it 
a great thing to suffer to suffer for the name of Christ is because of this stability. But this stability requires us to be fully dependent on what's going on on the inside and not listening to the voices on the outside. You cannot live by other people's opinion. We were meant to listen to the voice of the spirit. Many people are on the phone getting opinions from this person, that person is only one person. You should be getting the opinion for, and that's the, the, the voice of the spirit. I know I am one thing that, Sandy, did you, did you notice that, did you, did, uh, no, she can't answer this question, but Sandy will tell you on yesterday, one thing I didn't do is there wasn't anybody calling me on the weekend. No, I have a quiet time to, my, to myself where I'm listening to the voice of the spirit. People calling, texting you all over the place. Of course, I get that during the week. It's part of what I do. But on the weekend, I want to listen to the voice of the spirit. And in fact, it makes you so stable. When you're listening to so many voices, it makes you unstable because all of those opinions, they're not commensurate with the truth. Whereas there's one truth, and I know I'm listening to the truth by the way that I feel, by the peace that I have, by the joy that I have, by the stability that I have, that I've never ever had before. This is what we should be expecting from the spirit is to be stable, is to be able to have a stable mood, is to be able to have a peace and a joy, is to be able not to worry, even though the external circumstances say worry. It's this peace that surpasses all understanding. That can never come from a person's opinion. It's a supernatural peace that requires a supernatural presence of the Holy Spirit. But we've got to learn how to depend on that spirit. In fact, scripture says, do not be filled with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Being filled with wine is as unstable as it gets. We have to learn to trust in the spirit. When scripture says in Colossians 2, 10, that we are complete in Christ, it's because of the Spirit. The Spirit, you should also expect the Holy Spirit to give you understanding of yourself. Because when you're listening to people's opinion from the outside, let me tell you what you start doing. You start playing guesswork with yourself. You start playing Russian roulette with yourself. You start playing poker with yourself. You start guessing with yourself and if you are doing that and you are taking these very uh, um these these very much guesswork decisions about yourself these eeny meeny miny mo way of doing things all it will learn lead to is more instability you have to get along with the spirit we should expect to derive our identity from the spirit. We should expect to derive our stability 
from the spirit and our peace. Many Christians are still out there looking externally for things that they've been given internally. Scripture says we've been given all things in heavenly places in Christ. Where's that from? The spirit. So we shouldn't be looking for things in worldly places. No, we should be looking for things in these. We've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. Really, we have to get quiet in the spirit. I'm telling you, if you have a need for all of this noise, people calling, people texting every two minutes, stop it, purge it away. In fact, actually, actually, Sonny will even tell you, I didn't get a call yesterday. I didn't get a text. And that's intentional. Because I want to listen to the voice of the spirit that gives me this stability. Because if you don't stop it, you'll be unstable. You'll be put, being pulled in all of these different directions. If somebody has an emergency, they know that they can call me. But this is my time where, as I said, I want to listen. I want to become so stable where, you know what? I can only be moved by the voice of the spirit and not external forces. And that's what we've got to do. We have got to now say, I am complete in Christ. Now what I have to work on is just knowing myself more from the inside. We live inside out, not outside in. If you're living outside in, you're living a worldly life. Really, scripture says, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. So if greater is in you and you're going out into the world, it means you're going out into the world for the lesser because you've already got the greater. Think about it. Right there is error. Right there is error. If I'm home and I say, I want to get home, the minute I leave my house, I'm in error because I'm already home. Really, I'm already home. If I've got the truth and I say, I'm looking for the truth, the minute I go looking, I'm in error because I already know it. That's what the downfall of Adam and Eve. They already had the truth and they went looking for it up a tree. Really. We have got to understand. Here's the thing. Here's the lie of the enemy. You're not stable. You need to go looking for something else. And you know something a lot of people do because they've listened to the voice of doubt. They listen to the voice of you're no good. Uh, the voice of low self-esteem. The you need to get something to add to yourself. That's a lie of the enemy. Inadequacy. They even use inadequacy with the Judaizers. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. No, no. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Jesus' death was good, but you got to add circumcision to it. You got to add this to it. You got to add that to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm, we're not negating it, but it's not complete. No, we are complete. That's a fit. Understand, we're coming from a place of completion. Now, we have to understand ourselves in this completion, but not coming from a place where 
there's still something that I need to go chasing for. No, it's when I am complete and I understand myself, now what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Many of us have tried to be complete in booze, drink, chasing after money, chasing after uh, uh, members of the opposite sex, food, gambling, whatever the case may be, friends, social life, all of that nonsense that doesn't add anything. In fact, those things, chasing after anything externally is designed to bring heartache because you're chasing those things for the wrong reasons. You've got to be complete in yourself, whatever you are chasing. People are just chasing after happiness. What does that even mean? Really, it's, you've got to find it already here with the power. God is inside of us. God is a source of joy. You find it here. If you go and chase it, it's as crazy as Dorothy when she got on the yellow brick road thinking that there was this Wizard of Oz who had all of this power. No, it was a little old man behind a curtain. Give me a break. Really, it is a lie. And we've got to understand the truth. You are complete. And so when someone doesn't think that they are complete, no, I'm not complete. You know what that's telling me? You're still listening to the voices from your past. You're still listening to the voices from your past. Understand one thing. We've all had voices from our past that didn't know themselves. So we can't expect them to give a correct appraisal of, of us. If someone doesn't know the value of themselves, we've had parents, we've had siblings that don't know the value of themselves. What do we expect them to do? Know our value? No, we should expect them to have devalued us, to have said certain things to us. There are, of course, as many people have listened to voices that have caused them to drink. Really, because I'm inadequate. I'm less than, no. But those people, they weren't appraisers. They didn't know their own value. Jesus said, if the blind follow the blind, both of them will fall into a ditch, right? It's right here. The truth is right here. Peter got right when he started listening to the voice of, tr of truth. He says, the Holy Spirit, will lead us into all truth and lead us out of error. Believe me, friends, for as well-meaning as they are, going to lead us into error. Really. You've got to get the truth here first. And here's what you can get from friends. Don't get me wrong. You can get a second witness. Scripture says, you know, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. But you don't start with the external witness of a friend. You start with the internal witness of the spirit. And then another friend will actually uh, um, bring concurrence to that. Oh, yeah, I concur. That is true. I remember I prayed over someone one day, and it was that, oh, you know, you're going to be going to uh, Africa to be a, a missionary. She said, oh, I heard somebody told me that this morning. Boom. That is the witness of... So, don't get me wrong, she already had an internal witness. Somebody had already told her, and another person told her. 
that's how the word gets established. I just say this because we have got to understand, regardless of our past, now we have the truth inside of us that knows our value, that created us. So he knows our value, knows our purpose. And we've got to start listening to that because listening to the external word, the external word has led us astray. It hasn't worked. This is why we have to start learning to listen. Sandy, even though we went up to, you know, Sandy heard what my typical Sunday is like. It's quiet. It's quiet. So I can listen to the internal witness. There was a time you couldn't get in my car without blaring out some kind of music because I was trying to drown myself. I didn't want to get connected to myself. In fact, I wanted to escape myself. I had a serious case of disassociation. Disassociation is when you are disconnected emotionally from yourself and mentally from yourself because of trauma, because of things that you don't want to face about yourself. Here is it. If you've heard anything negative from anyone, it is a lie. The truth, the power of the spirit that is in you should override all of the negatives. And don't get me wrong, I some people have even said negative things to people thinking in some kind of misguided way they're going to help them. You know, there are fathers who, oh, yeah, I've done that because I want to make you tough. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, and they haven't done that. They've broken that person, really. This is why there's all different kinds of error out there. Intentional error, unintentional error, you name it. But it's error. This is where the truth is. This is why Jesus actually said, listen, go up into that upper room because without the Holy Spirit coming, they would have, for them to have gone out there and spread the gospel without the truth on the inside, there would have been error. Look, we already saw the error on the night that Jesus was, was crucified. They're all scattered. So you need to have the truth. The reason why after Jesus left, you think about it. The disciples were not successful when Jesus was around. And Jesus even said, I have to go. It's good for you that I go. So I give you the truth in, on the inside of you, right? On the inside of you. He will lead you into all truth. Peter was led into all error when Jesus was around. This was the guy that even told Jesus himself when he asked him, who the people say I am. You are Christ, the son of the living God. And he still denied him. The point being is we have to depend on that spirit of truth for the simple reason being there's an intentional spirit of error out there that wants to lead us astray. This is why we have to be so intentional, intentionally focused on the spirit of truth and understand that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Here's what we have to learn. Is this, we have to learn to unlearn the insecurities 
that we have. That's what we have to learn. We have to learn to unlearn the insecurities. Listen, I know how the system, this system, this human system works emotionally, mentally, behaviorally. I understand how it works. And I know once words have gone in, they're in there somewhere. You, you can't unhear them, but I guarantee you, you can undo their effects. And that's what I'm talking about. You can undo the effects of the words that you've heard. You can undo the effects of some of the things that you've seen. I know some people grew up in houses where there was a lot of violence, a lot of yelling and screaming. You can undo all of these things. And I know some of these things have led people into bad situations. There are people who've grown up in the so-called white picket fence. And let me tell you what they have done in terms of error. They have misinterpreted situations. They have misinterpreted things, even though they haven't had anything that's been insidiously bad, right? But they have misinterpreted situations, which has caused them to take in information, misinterpret it in ways which has led them astray. All of the effects of all of that can be undone by the truth. That's one thing I know. The spirit of truth can change how we think and change all of the circuitry, right? The neurobiology and all of that in our minds by the way that we think. Because I know, because I know God did that for me. God can do that for all of us if we trust in that. And so one thing I'm going to say, everybody, please write down, take note of this. I am, as of today, is it the 2nd of May? I am gonna stop doing things the way I've been doing them my entire life. I am gonna change the way I do things. I'm gonna start living inside out and not outside in. And if you think about it, people gamble so much with their life. People may say, oh, no, I'm not a gambler. But yeah, if you take in information that you are not sure of, and I don't care if it's come from a close friend and it doesn't, it doesn't reconcile with the spirit of truth on the inside, then yeah, you're gambling with your life. You are gambling with your life. You might as well say, let me shake up this dice and let me blow on it on poof. This is where my life is going to go. But when you have that truth, and here's the other thing as well. When you have the spirit of truth, when you do make decisions, you'll have a confidence about those decisions. And you'll have a peace. And you'll have a joy. Whereas when you're doing the gambling thing and you make decisions, uh-oh, what did I do? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I hope for the best here. God wants us to live the best and not hoping for the best, but knowing the best, knowing the best. You think about it. if God has assured us of all eternity, that's a long time. That isn't even time because you can't, 
time is like a frame, right? You can't, eternity, that's wide open. That has no borders. There's no book ends on that. No beginning, no end. So if God has assured us of hope for all eternity, what about the rest of our life here in time, right? In history. Tomorrow, today is going to be history, right? So what about that? So we do have this assurance, really. We do have this assurance. It's pointless saying we cannot trust God for today, tomorrow, and we're going to trust him for all eternity, right? It's pointless. We cannot. Someone's talking about their rent. We can't trust God for our monthly rent or our mortgage, and we're going to trust him for all eternity. I mean, does Colwell Banker do eternal mortgages? <laughs> Just joking. But the, the point being, right, is that we can trust God. And you say, I go to prepare a place for us. That should be a premise. I say, God is, is holding me for all eternity, right? I can trust him on a day-to-day -day basis. I can trust this spirit that he sent for me that will lead me into all truth. So I have got to unlearn trusting on my wits, trusting in other people's opinions, trusting in this external information that comes in that hasn't really been vetted in any kind of way that I am just, oh, yeah, sounds good. Yes, sounds good. Let me roll the dice. No, you need to stop rolling the dice and trusting in the spirit. True security is living inside out, not outside in. Remember, you want to be secure. You've got, I'm living inside out. It is crazy to say I'm secure by living outside in. Don't know those sources. You don't, I have told my son, I have taught my son since high school, make sure when you're writing research papers that you get good vetted sources. Really, don't just get nonsense, no. Make sure that it's substantive information, tried and true, and tested, really. And the spirit on the inside is tried and true and tested. People, when you see these biblical figures that were almost once failures, and then all of a sudden they accomplished great things, it's because they went from trusting in self to trusting in the spirit the spirit of truth where there is no error. And so unlearn, if there's any negative, anything that you feel negative about yourself, I'm less than, oh, I can't do this like this, but forget it. You know what, maybe you can't, but maybe you were not supposed to. You wanna start talking about, I wanna do this like me. I wanna do that like me. Forget about the other person. Oscar Wilde said, you should be yourself because everybody else is taken. Really, very, very, very important. Really. Yeah. 
I can't do this like it. Oh, I, I, I'm not as good at that. I, so what? You weren't supposed to because you're not that person. And that's part of that insecurity of trying to be this person, trying to be that person. Before you know it, you don't even know who you are. The spirit of truth is about you being your unique self. Really. About you being your unique self and truly getting connected and being yourself because you even if you could, which you couldn't, be someone else. Even if you could, you'd never, ever, ever be fulfilled being anybody other than yourself. Really, being anybody other than yourself. I remember when I was at Bible college and this guy came, this guy, this guy was a funny preacher and he was saying that, oh, you know, he decided when he starts uh, uh, preaching, he's going to be like these guys down south with the handkerchief and doing this, humana, humana, humana. He said, you should have seen this guy. He said, I try. He said, he was pathetic. I, I was just, he said, I was just pathetic because he almost wanted to escape himself. And if you're trying to be someone else, you're trying to escape yourself. And if you're trying to escape yourself, you're trying to escape fulfillment, true joy, and peace. You can never, ever have it being someone else. That's someone who really is, I mean, you're over here, you're over there, you're, you don't even know where you are. You're twisted around in knots. You've got to be secure in your own identity. That's what I'm saying. Unlearn those things that causes you to want to escape yourself. People know, people know me, know my testimony. I tried to commit suicide. If there's nothing, nothing that indicates, that clearly says this guy was trying to escape himself. He was trying to escape himself. I would never ever do that now because I know the value of being oneself. But less drastically, people are trying to escape themselves by trying to be somebody else. No. Stay here. You are here now. It's God help me stay, get connected to myself and be the person that you made me to be. There's no shadow of a doubt. You will be happy in yourself. We're talking about going back to the creator. We were never meant to be a creator or recreator, I should say. And that's what you do when you're trying to escape yourself. I'm gonna do some prayer uh, points. And the first prayer point is this, is Lord God, give me the grace to embrace myself. Give me the grace to embrace myself. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I pray that you will give me the grace to embrace myself, Lord God. Give me the grace, Father, to be me, who you created me to be, Father, Lord God. I'm trying to be this person, that person, be like that sibling, that aunt, that uncle, this one, that one, you know, I'm all over the place. 
Lord God. Give me the grace to embrace myself, Lord God, and to find fulfillment as me, as who you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. It's Lord God, give me the grace to find security in my own skin, to find security in my own skin, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. Give me the grace to find security, Lord God, in my own skin, Lord God, Jesus. Give me the grace, Father, Lord God, to love it here, Father, Lord God, to want to grow as this person. There I am. I don't want to be a rose today, a daffodil tomorrow, Lord God, an orchid the next day. No, Lord, I want to be the person that you have called me to be and to grow from this place, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, give me the grace to live inside out, not to be taken in external information unless this external information concurs with what I internally know. Unless it concurs with what I internally know. Scripture says that God's spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If you are connected to God, then you should be connected to the truth. And nobody should be able to come and impart something in you that leads you astray. And this is what the enemy is always trying to get us to do. Running down that, running down that one, up this one, up that ladder. Down that ladder. No, it's <clears throat> Lord God, give me the grace, Lord God, to be connected to myself, Lord. So we're asking for God to take away this disassociation. You know what disassociation happens? How it happens if somebody says something bad about you, it makes you feel negative about yourself you know what you have a tendency to do to want to disconnect from yourself and be like somebody else who in your eyes seems more favorable and we all know the grass is greener on the other side right so that's a lie because you're probably trying to be like somebody else who probably is also trying to escape themselves so you've got all of these people going all over the plate going in all of these directions under all wrong directions, right? So it's, Lord God, give me the grace to get disconnected. So all of the channels that were disconnected, we want them to get reconnected, right? All the channels that were disconnected, we want them to get reconnected. It's almost like going into your house, your computers, unplugging all of your devices and you throw all of the plugs in disarray now, and you want to get all of these things reconnected so you know all of these, the right channels go in the right places. We're asking God to do that. Lord God, give me the grace to get reconnected. I know throughout my life, Lord God, I've been getting 
disconnected, when I hurt something hurtful, negative about myself, Lord God, I pull the plug out. Lord God, I pull the plug out. I don't want to connect to myself, but as of today, Lord God, give me the grace to become reconnected, Lord God, to myself. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace to get reconnected, Lord God. Wherever I've pulled out the plug, Lord God, plug me back up, Father. Let me get reconnected to myself, to you, Father, Lord God, Jesus Christ, to healthy relationships, Father. I ask, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.